welcome back to Detroit Dart Talk. Today we're going to talk about our tools, our lube, our secret toys, the things that make us feel good when we're alone in our basements working on projects. That's right, today we're going to talk about our favorite foam flinging quality of life purchases for modding, maintaining, and playing our favorite hobby. I'm Alex, and with me in the virtual studio are... Bro, I hated that. <laughs> oh, God. Comfortable. I broke Tim. I win. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that may be... <laughs> oh, that may be the best entry uh, intro we've ever had. <laughs> Alex, you need to get outside more, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Okay, so uh, we've got pretty much a full crew, uh, Adam, Alex, Tim, and Tom, and uh, this one was Tom's idea. He uh, he wanted to talk about things we've uh, acquired, purchased, made, whatever, um, that are quality of life upgrades, not necessarily something that you have to have to play or have to have to mod, but things that make doing those things easier more comfortable things like that um why don't we start off um there was a letter to the host that we tabled two episodes ago and then we didn't do one last episode so if i remember correctly that is gargunkle's question do you have a favorite nerf blaster designer if you are a designer yourself please exclude yourself Um, now? So do that now? Yeah. Me? Me? Eli Wu. I mean, aside, well, current designer, FDL previously, but Eli. Yeah, 100% Eli. Because, well, it's, it's yeah, Peepo maybe, but Eli after using um, Impulse at uh, FoamCon. Yeah, I, I have to second your um, sentiments about it would have been FDL if they were still around. Um, I think mine goes to Gavin. Oh, yeah, that's fair, too. You know, the, it's a good one. I mean, the SBL is super svelte, and uh, the Spamp platform that he created that uh, certain other good designers have uh, embellished upon um, have made it a... I haven't designed anything for that. <laughs> Woman, where is my super Spamp? <laughs> that was a good... That was good. Uh, Mine would have to be cop out answer. Old Fusion Designs. Stop. Stop. You nope. can't choose me. Um, well, the other two I would have probably chosen were already taken, so I'm choosing you, Biatch. Cop out. Uh, no, Adam, like c- plug your ears if you don't want to hear this, but uh do a, you do an awesome job. You you create ergonomically and visually pleasing blasters that function good and like well and consistently. You have very high standards. Like, yeah. You make good stuff, and I don't. And I love the blasters you make, and I don't think you give yourself enough credit. No, you nope. don't. No, Obviously. I definitely don't. I'll rephrase: you should give yourself more credit. Not a chance. Then I'll get complacent and make something bad. Shut up. Okay, <laughs> Adam, you're good at your job, and your job is designing in oh. this aspect. I'm kind of. I'm kind of. Is bad it in both aspects? Job, but designing, I think I'm okay at. Yeah, you do good at that. You make good shit. Acknowledge it. It's okay. Adam? It's it's really good currently. Adam, just say the first part and not the currently. It's 
Mm. Sorry. And we'll just edit uh, out you saying the gag, other part. Gag, gag, reflex. Yeah, just edit. Just honestly, yeah, yeah. Just soundboard me yeah. in there. It's good. You said it. There you go. Um, do you have me? Shit, this is the hard thing about going last and like not being involved in any of this anymore. Um, can I say Alex? I don't make blasters. Sorry. You're a designer. Mm, you and the take flight. Pretty much. Yeah, you're a des- God, designer though. Outside gas. Yeah, boom, there you go. Dang it. You also design good things, Alex, and you don't give yourself enough credit either. That's true. No, because I'm friends with Adam, who actually designs good stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you I, both of you suck. Can we ban both? Can we ban them? Well, I've given you a really good springboard to, like, make your own big boy blaster. So just throw some stupid fly core and something. All right, Tom, you, you, you want to get rid of them? Here, here's how you get rid of them. Adam, you know what would be yep. even a better springboard? Don't do it. It's gonna be. Is it gonna be a bliss joke? Don't do it. Uh, all right. Well, I hope that answered Gargunkle's question. Um, shall we jump right into our main topic? Jump yes. in. All right. So, how do we want to do this? Do we want to tackle it by category and each of us go around, or we want to go around and let's, each let's do, do all three? Let's do that. Yeah, let's do category. Okay. Let's I'll, go around. Okay. So I say go I say go around the circle so we can focus on each one individually instead of it just being like, yeah, no, I'm just gonna talk about my play. I like that. So are we starting with gameplay first or uh Yeah. Let's yeah. do gameplay. Alright. So would this be like any any gear you would just run around with? Anything that you would take onto the field of foam flinging battle with you, whether it's okay. HVZ, competitive PvP, any type of nerf actual play, something that is okay. a quality of life upgrade. Okay. So, Tom, it, it was your idea for the show episode, so you go first. Oh, uh, good fitting, good fitting tactical gear. Uh, so that's a pretty broad category. My whole thing is I hate it. Yeah, and so like this, I guess I'll focus it more down on this. Um, having like a good way to carry gear that isn't just jostling around. Uh, and you know, like I mainly say that because uh, like you'll be you'll be out doing a mission and you know, like you can run heavy for some stuff, but then it gets to a point where you do need to be fast. So it, it's nice to just be able to to have something reliable where you can just start taking off running with. So so you're talking more in generalities, like. When when I was thinking through what my answers would be, I was thinking of like specific things. Do you have a specific thing? Oh, I guess like a good pair of running shoes, like uh, like those you know those blue Nikes I've been wearing for the last like five years. Getting like a good comfortable pair of shoes that you can do stuff in. I know I I, I wear those every time we do in any HVZ, and it just saves my feet every time. Yeah, I, I will second that because I learned that the hard way. Yeah, a good pair like of shoes. A, yeah, a pair of shoes that works for you. A good pair of shoes that dry easy. out quickly. That too. <laughs> yep. Oh, good call. All right, who's next? I can go. Oh, all right. Um, I'm going to say I had a few options I thought of. I'm going to say the Camelback attachment I got for my Condor MCR4 vest that replaces the back straps with a like a Camelback and like an H strap harness setup just it's more comfortable for me to run my gear with regardless of if i put water in it and then i have like a built-in camelback system for like 
long HVZ play or like when we're playing in the summer and you really need to stay hydrated constantly, that was like a game changer for me because like one of my first big HVZs I went to, I didn't have enough water. Like I left the camel back I had because it was a separate unit back at the Airbnb. And like by the end of the mission, I was just like dead. And so just having a good functional hydration system has helped me a lot. Yeah, definitely. My first end war, I used a separate hydro pack. And by the time, let's see, what was the killer bunny? Was that mission three? I think by the time we got to that, like I was just so tired and, and worn out from carrying all of that crap that I shed the hydro pack. And then I kind of wished I hadn't, you know? Yeah. Have you thought about getting one that's it's like built into your carrier? So I do actually. Um, I have the same one that that Alex has. So we oh, we run the Condor MCR four. No problem. Yeah, we run the Condor MCR four uh, vest, which is just a flat panel Molly, and then it comes stock with um, an X harness that goes over your back. But the the Condor Hydro Pack replaces. That, act, that cross of webbing across your back with an actual hydro pack. So very, oh, nice, very nice. I should get one of those. Yeah, it's it's nice. Plus, if you don't want to run a hydro, like actually carry the, the bladder in the back of it, it's just more patch real estate. More patch real estate. I mean, you can tap, yeah. you can, you know, store a little bit of stuff in there. I've stored some extra packs of darts. Um, I usually have a uh, ramrod for uh, de-jamming in there, um, things like that. It's, it's a great, it's a great uh, integrated. It was, yeah. yeah, it was well worth the well worth the extra cost. And you're not dealing with extra straps. So I, yeah, I I second your um, your choice there, and I'm glad you said it so that I can still say mine. <laughs> so I guess I all right. You, you got one, Amco? Or no, 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 no. You should go because I know what you're going to say. Okay. Uh, mine is the Condor Tactical Range Belt. Um, it replaces, well, it's, it's a battle belt, but what's amazing about it is it ha- it's very streamlined, but it has three rows, well, one and two halves rows of Molly webbing uh, laser cut in um, webbing material going from almost buckle to buckle. It allows you to mount your drop legs or your dump pouches or admin pouches, whatever else you might have on your gear. Um, you know, normally with a battle belt, you either just wrap it around the entire belt and then it can slide loosely, uh, or you have, it's almost like a sleeve that your battle belt goes through, but those are very big. Uh, and I didn't like either of those options. So like my first battle belt, I actually took uh, webbing and sewed it going around the inside. So then the, when the Molly strips would go around the back, they'd go through um, the webbing on the backside. But I did it myself and it was kind of crappy and it was thicker than one inch because it was what I had available at the time. So it worked, but it didn't work great, you know? Um, but the, I mean, the Condor, so it's the Condor Outdoor LCS Tactical Range Belt is the official title. You can find it on Amazon. Um, and they're extremely reasonable. They're only about 30 bucks. Um, so for somebody who doesn't have a battle belt at all, 
it's a great first time purchase. Um, but it's also not too crazy to upgrade to, um, if you already have something, um, and just the, the level of craftsmanship for anything, um, Condor is great. And it just makes customizing and, and tweaking your loadout, uh, that much easier. Is that what you thought I was going to say, Adam? Um, no, that is not what I thought you, you thought, were going to say. You thought I was going to wax poetic about the Condor MCR4? I thought, yeah, that, or is this just field gear? I mean, I, no, I guess you can do whatever you want. I thought you were going to say the pack out. Well, okay, fair enough. The like, battle belt, though, mm-hmm. like if I, if, yeah, for a piece of gear, I can see that for sure. Because I did say, what would you take onto the field with you? with you know whether it be hvz or pvp or or competitive so i i was thinking actually playing which i wouldn't take my pack out you know pa- the pack out is before or after and that it's amazing so i'll let you wax poetic about the pack out <laughs> well i mean if we're talking like actual play while we're playing play gear um I don't know. For me, like I, I go generally pretty light, so it it would just have to be the MCR four, which is I carry everything on the field on my chest rig because I don't like my pants fall down sometimes, and I don't feel like wearing tactical suspenders or like cutting off my circulation. Um, so I just wear everything on my chest rig, and it's tough to find a chest rig that's like reasonable right um that has enough molly to run like 20 mags or eight mags right um and the mcr4 has got like i think like 14 molly positions that you can run like mag carriers which i run blitz warp size which are great um yeah no i mean it's simple it's proven and uh yeah i mean what more could you want yeah, and for people that are listening to this and, and decide they want to look into it, they don't call it the MCR4 anymore, at least not on Amazon. Um, you want to look at the Condor Ops chest rig. Um, and it's really reasonable, too. It's only, I think I got mine for 25 I'm seeing it listed for 32 right now, um, but extremely reasonably priced. All, all of Condor stuff really is. Yep. It's, yeah, really great piece of kit. Yeah. Highly recommend. Now, do you guys happen to know, is Condor, like, is it Airsoft? Or, like, do actual, you know, operators, uh, do do actual, you know, is it actually used in combat? I mean, I think, like, security people and stuff like that will run Condor stuff. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe some, like, law enforcement too i don't know but it's, from what i understand it's it's more of a civilian grade tactical yes. gear right. it, it's considered lower i it's not low quality but in the terms of like tactical gear it's considered to be the lower quality brand like the cheap brand yeah but that's because they're comparing it to like actual kits that like soldiers would have in harsh environments and right. like that's not what we need it for no I mean, for, yeah, it's, for what it's we, designed to be anything like it's designed to be that type of stuff it's just not as rugged as the other companies that make those things right for what we need it is more than rugged enough condor, yeah, more condor, than, condor does good 
with the quality that they put out there. I mean, three-fourths of the host's choices for this category were Condor products, so. Oh, and I, I, I think my vest is Condor. I love that. Now, yeah. do you run the Ronin, or do you have the MCR4 as well? Uh, I, I don't think mine's either of those. Hmm, okay. Oh, is is no, it a... F- has like a legit vest. It's not oh, a okay. chest. It's a okay. vest. Yeah. I don't know that I've I ever... I do seen... want to say, on the subject of the pack out, because that, that I think it doesn't really fit into any category today. And I think that's okay because all of us at this point have some form of rolling toolbox that we have bought to store and haul our stuff in of varying kinds and brands. And I think just that general concept of um, like organized gear storage is its own thing. Um, so like that, I think we would all agree is a great quality of life buy is like a good, sturdy, safe way to haul your gear in an organized fashion. Definitely. Yeah. I I think that is obvious. That would probably be like all of our number one choices if there was like a overall number one that wasn't in a category. So we don't need to talk about the pack out today because, or, you know, any other similar things because yeah, they're good. Go get one. If you don't have one, whatever brand, however much money you want to spend, just get one. It'll make your life better. Yep. So, all right, do we want to go to modding or maintenance next? Let's maintenance should be a pretty quick one, I think. Okay. We might have uh actual discussion on the modding uh category. So, let's let's do maintenance. All right. Do so, you want to start off? Sure. Um mine would be the shotgun cleaning kit I bought for cleaning my mags. Yes, I have borrowed that. So, I I use TK's method of uh mineral spirits, low odor mineral spirits, and then let it all dry. And then, um, dry silicone lubricant, um, up and down in the mags while you're pushing the follower down. Um, and the way his video shows to do it, um, like he, he planned out and scripted that video with something that pretty much anybody would be able to get their hands on quickly and cheaply, uh, which is why he does the paint sticks with a bit of sock and a zip tie. But the actual shotgun cleaning kit, if you get yourself a 12-gauge and a 20-gauge brush swab, that should uh, be able to fit most mags. Um, And I actually use half of the shotgun rod to hold the follower down and then the other half to actually swab. And just actually having um, the round brush that you can kind of like twirl around and you're not fighting the bump of the zip tie to try and get over parts. And it's just, it's much easier to clean than with the uh the painters because i did that for a long time so who's next me Go. electric screwdriver Ooh. because yeah electric screwdriver well i mean I, i've electric i mean taking apart like nerf blasters and any blaster especially something like a shellington takes about a ten thousand years if it's got a whole bunch of screws or like say the power strike has a whole bunch of screws um, and so like I have larger like home improvement, like electric screwdrivers, but a one that's smaller, that's dedicated, it's got different torque settings. It's made by Hoto, which is, uh, owned by Xiaomi, which makes the magic stick. It's like a big magic stick or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, like good bits. I use ball and hex bits and like long Phillips and flathead bits and stuff. And it works really good. And like Alex saw me at Geneva take apart like 
I don't know, two or three blasters and put them back together like pretty quickly. Um, so I bring it with me in my pack out. Uh, I use it on my desk to build blasters and everything else. Like I wouldn't want to drive wood screws with it, but it's great for taking apart electronics and especially uh, it's got enough torque to um, like self thread screws and the plastic and stuff like that. Yeah, so, wow. Um, I have yep. I have a little battery powered. It's it's just just a well not battery powered. It, it recharges, uh, but it's a Black and Decker. But it just has the one torque setting. Um, so having something that had, you know, you could adjust the torque on, so you're not worried about stripping out uh, screw bosses when you're putting blasters back together would be very nice. I will second slash third that, and specifically second the Hodo. I have one now, and it, it is a game changer. But by, by was, chance, he wasn't trying to buy the no, exact same one, but it just happened. I didn't even he, remember what Adams looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, it's it it's, saves my forearms and my hands from like pain after building blasters and you know having to torque the screwdriver so much. Um, it was it was on my list. Luckily, I have a backup choice, Adam. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go next. Um, since this electronic screwdriver was taken, having uh, lube like blaster lube on hand or with you at all times workstation in your in your gear at a game uh for maintenance is huge is there a uh, particular brand that you prefer i don't really have one i have been using slug slime like the captain slug one just because it was very easy to get and affordable you know in my opinion and you you don't need a lot of it so it's it's lasting a long time I think I bought like three or four little bottles of it at the time just because I was purchasing something else and just threw them into the cart. Um, and it works great. Uh, and the the thing a lot of people I, I think don't realize is a lot of people think of what you need it for if you're running a Springer. But you 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 should be lubricating like the triggers on your flywheelers too and like like the pushers. Like anything that's moving and might be like getting friction or resistance – a little bit of lube will go a long way. Uh, and, you know, once I got to that point of the hobby and like my knowledge of maintaining blasters, it, it, it was really was a good game changer for me as far as like getting the reliability and like quality out of some of my flywheelers too. Like once I put like lube into my Griffin, it, it was a whole new blaster. <laughs> like it just worked better than it ever had before. So, it, you know, if, if you've, don't don't think of lube as only something for people who run springers. Every blaster needs some. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I haven't tried the slug slime. I use uh, super lube, um, you know, with the Teflon in it, which I think slug slime is a derivative of that. Like he. Oh yeah. He. I'm pretty sure it's it's that mixed with something else. Yeah. Tom? I gotta go with yeah. I got to go with having like a small set of screwdrivers. Like, so I, I've like this kit I picked up at Myers. You guys have seen it. It's like a handle with a bunch of different bits for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you're like having some, like, and you're like, not only, not only for Nerf, just having it like with you all the time. Cause I know that there are like these nice screwdriver sets you can get, but like just a nice cheap dirty one that you can break and not really care about. It's nice to have throwaway tools sometimes. Yeah. That's a good point because you can actually like store some like the small ones like that on your gear, like at an event, not just like in your pack. I, oh like, yeah, no, I do. Like, I always yeah, have like, that little uh, little zipped up bag with me. 
Right. Like we have the electronic screwdriver, the Hodo. I, I couldn't imagine actually having that on the field. Like it, it's, it's a hefty boy. <laughs> so what I actually take out on the field with me in my admin pouch, you know, there's a couple of, there's like three, I think, uh, pen spots. And one of those is taken up with a little screwdriver set that you unscrew the back and like nine different micro bits pop out. So that I have, a, I have a tiny one. That's like, I think it's just four bits. Um, but it's like, it looks like a pen and you just pop the caps off either end and it's a double-sided bit on each side. Oh, that's nice. I like that better. I think yeah, I have I one of those on that my from pouch. Menards, I believe. I'll take a look for one of those. That sounds good. Because I'm always worried about like dropping and losing the other like 11 bits as, right. I, as I unscrew the back end defending from zombies. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that takes us to... Modding, actually modding. Yeah. I will start this one off. Okay. Uh, I also had electronic screwdriver as a potential for this one, but since that's been taken, um, I'm going to say specific item, my Ryobi soldering station that I picked up on returned open box clearance at Home Depot. (laughs) Um, I had been using like a little cheap Weller, uh non-adjustable for a while and it was fine but i knew i need i really need something that was more substantial so i happened across this one and i know a lot of people like the heiko brand and stuff and they're yeah, great that's what but I, I, could, I couldn't beat 20 dollars for a hundred and something dollar station no not uh, because it was missing like two parts but they were like a tip and like the sponge <laughs> to like dab and that was all he was missing and it came with a bunch of copper wire because i think someone thought that the the copper wire was solder and they were mad it didn't work and they returned it with the copper wire in there (laughs) it was yeah but it works great um and it's the neat thing about that specific one is it is part of the ryobi one plus like interchangeable battery system so you can either plug it into a wall or plug in one of those uh, 18 volt batteries for oh, like all the Ryobi nice. tools. That's yeah, nice. so it, it can basically be a portable system where if you, you don't need an outlet if you have the batteries with you. Um, and for a while, I actually didn't have a plug that like worked with it well. Um, I couldn't find like the extension cord that just had the one end. So I was running it off of my drill batteries for a while and just charging my drill batteries up when I was done. And it would get like a whole you know, a whole job done on a bat on an average battery, no problem. Very so cool. Very cool. that was a cool little thing, but yeah, just like a good soldering setup uh, for a general thing. Um, highly recommend if you are into modding any sort of electronic blaster. Who's next? That's a tough one to follow. I'll go. Um, forceps. Ooh, that's a good one. I cannot, I, I don't think there is a tool in my possession that I use more, whether it's when I'm 3D printing or um, when I'm soldering, I'll use them to hold wires, you know, as, as a, you know, cause I have a nice magnetic four uh, prong helping hands, but sometimes I'll use that as a fifth hand. Um, sometimes I've used it to grab a hold of the heads of stripped screws Um reaching into really tight spaces. I just, you know, I've, I've got two sets and they're just absolutely invaluable. Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't have those specifically, but I have like some like 
hook nose pliers that fill the, fill well, the same and role. So n- the needle nose and hook nose pliers are definitely great, but the ability to clamp them closed. Yeah, exactly. Especially for someone who ha- like me who has carpal tunnel. You know, if I'm if I'm holding something closed for a long time, my hand starts to go numb. So being able to clamp it shut and then just grab onto it lightly is it's it, it it's a game changer. That's a good one. Yeah, I I highly recommend that everybody has at least one set of forceps in their modding kit. I I'm gonna go with a good magnet. Yeah. So or like like a magnet paired with a metal bowl. So you can turn them. You can get the magnetic bowl to be magnetic too. <clears throat> there are just so many times where like you've got those those annoying screw holes that are like just far enough where you can't really get down there to get the screw out, and it's not coming out all the way naturally. Uh, you can just slap the magnet on the screw bit too, and it'll pull it right out. Yep, that's a good one. That's that's not one that I thought of, but I definitely have magnets. By the way, when I came up with the idea for the segment, it was because I was using my electric screwdriver. Hmm. All right, Adam. What is it? Loctite. That's um, fair. All right, all right. Because, because Loctite is something that if you don't have, it can make or break your blaster and your time uh, at an event, right? Because if those motor screws walk out, um, they can catch on the wheels, they can stall motors, you can burn out your motor, your blaster can be inoperable, and guess what? Loctite expires. So if your Loctite is more than a couple years old, you should dispose of it and you should buy new Loctite. Because I had some old Loctite that I was using a lot of. And guess what? It didn't hold up. But I bought some Loctite off of Amazon after I figured out it expires. And it's beautiful. And everything holds very strongly. And I've had no issue since. So make sure it's a really, really cheap thing that you just need to make sure that you have. Um, Damn, there's our uh, PSA for the day. I did not know that Loctite expires. Yeah, right. Gargoyle, yeah. Doesn't it have silicone in it, right? Thread locker, yeah. So Loctite thread locker. Like like saying channel locks or something like that, right? So So, yeah, whether it's... I'm referring to thread locker. Loctite's one, or you're getting the Bob Smith Industries from Out of Darts, which that stuff's amazing. All of the Bob Smith Industries products are great um not not super glue um i know in uh in captain xavier's strife mod video he uses loctite super glue because he didn't realize that loctite made an actual thread locker um so that was a conversation we had at one point yeah yeah Yeah. so i was gonna say the story about how this was discovered that loctite expires I believe Adam and I were actually in a gotten a little debate about which color thread locker to use. Oh, blue, definitely. And well, I was it. saying blue, and Adam was saying red. Well, red, and he red, was, red is designed well, he to was, never come apart. Well, yeah, but so he was saying his blue didn't hold, and it was we found out it was because it was expired, and mine was actually getting close to expiration at the time too. Oh. Uh, and so I I had never had a problem with blue while Adam was, and that kind of led us to like wait a second what's going on here and we discovered that loctite does expire now adam since you've bought new loctite are you using red or blue uh i decided to use blue oh hoping that you know 
No, well, quiet you. <laughs> yep, I decided to use blue. Uh, and you know what? So far, so good. So, you guys yeah, check, check your Loctite dates. You guys want to hear a random bit of trivia? You, you know what else expires? SpaghettiOs. Stop. Really? Ted serious. It has milk in I it. I hope so. It has milk in it. Gross. Yes. I don't like milky spaghetti. It only expires if you're not brave. Oh. Oh, oof. Big oof. All right, so... Oh, wait, wait, wait. All right, so I'll do... I want to do a runner-up to that. Is if you do a lot of soldering, please get a fume extractor. Please. Or have a good fan and good ventilation. Because those... Those rosin fumes, they will mess with you. So if you're doing a lot of soldering, please invest in a fume extractor. You just pretend you're a dragon constantly and blow it away. Oh, okay. No, I will actually agree with that because I don't have one. And whenever I solder, no matter what the airflow is in my house, the fumes go straight to my face. It's true. Like I can have a fan on and it will go straight to my face every time. It's true. Anyways, that is, that is a good one to have. Um, and at this point in time, like p- piggybacking on that, you watch, watch what type of solder you're using, like lead free for obvious lead poisoning reasons is probably the way to go. <clears throat> um, I can't say I, I always use lead free, but I'm trying to buy just lead free now because of that. And because, you know, I have tiny children in the house. I recommend only leaded solder because it flows better. It does flow better. I think maybe better. maybe I'm going lead free because I don't have a fume extractor. Inhale the fumes. Be an adult. It's just true. breathe in the lead. Breathe it all in. Uh huh. That gives me superpowers, right? Better, it, better out than in. I always say is what yeah. Shrek always says. Hmm. And I believe Shrek. <laughs> uh, does that let's just leave Tom? I. D- did I not? Oh, I guess I didn't get mine for this. No, I did a magnet, right? Oh, yeah, you did. Did yeah, that? Tom did the magnet. Well, that wraps it's us like, up then, doesn't it? Does yeah. any Does anybody have any other general nerf quality of life things? I guess this uh-huh. is where the pack out would have fallen into. Gold bond. Yes. Yeah, spare socks and underwear. Oh, just don't wear socks. Cut out the middleman. Just uh. don't wear shoes. <laughs> just don't wear. I wish I could not wear shoes playing HBZ. <laughs> But unfortunately, there are sticks. Yeah. Um, compression shorts and, and socks. Oh, yeah. Um, Jean shorts. <laughs> jorts. Tacticinis. <laughs> yes. One day. Soon, TM. Uh, oh, think? I have one that's just a handy thing to have. Whenever you're packing your gear for an event, throw a Sharpie in. So you never call. know when you're going to need to scribble something or mark something. Oh, preferably the... Tim, what's the one you used to sign blasters? Uh, the ultra permanent. Yeah, preferably that one, because you never know whenever you're going to see someone whose signature you will want. Yeah, Sharpie makes it, they call it an That's ultra true. permanent. Instead of the black writing on the gray uh, shaft of the marker, mm-hmm. it's red. And it is so much and harder like to, to get off. Times New Roman for some reason. Yeah, those are those are good Sharpies. Yeah, they last a long time. Um. Oh, let me think. There's got to be a couple things. Uh, a lipo bag for transporting lipos. Um, Specifically, really cheap on Amazon. They're really cheap. tell you what the Sun Life uh, lipo bags. You can get those for about ten bucks a piece, and they have four individual compartments that are big enough to hold a FDL battery. Those are sweet. 
It's called uh, made by Sunny Life, I think it is. I have two of them now. They're great. I think also bringing a cooler with you is always just a good idea because no matter like what size event it is, there's pretty much always a reason to have a cooler. Keep your darts from uh, getting. Yeah, you keep spare darts. Heated. You don't feel like packing things up. Toss it in the cooler. You've got a 3D printed blaster, and people want to go out for food after. Toss it in the cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dead food after you just went out to get food after you played Nerf. Toss that in the cooler. You know they do make a cooler for the pack out. They probably make a couple of them. I, I'm like shocked, but also not. Like it makes sense, but I also never thought about it. I think it's the rigid Home Depot brand. Uh, there's their you know comparative system has a cooler in the, in the base setup that I saw. Really? Uh, it's That's not, but it's not big enough to hold most of the stuff. Like it, it, the volume hold alcohol? a bit, a bit. Lame. But uh, yeah, it was just like an awkward size because they weren't as big as a pack out. Uh, but it was interesting that it came with it in like the base stack that they were selling at the time. Ooh, I got a good one. Compartment trays for springs and screws and O-rings and... You know, I actually took all of them out of my stack. Really? Yeah. I, I think I have like two still in there. But that's just because I don't bring those types of parts with me. So I, I've got a couple of big ones that I have most of my little odds and end bits in, but I always have one that has some common springs, some Hasbro screws, um, a couple of flywheel door screw or uh, battery door screws, uh, various O-rings, um, some bars, you know, like that you like uh, jam door hinge bars, things like that. Uh, you just never know when that type of stuff's going to come in handy. Duct tape. Duct tape. Duct tape. Or electrical tape. Quite honestly, I think they're pretty interchangeable at this point. Uh, nah. And you know what? Just, yeah. They each have their uses. Yeah. I go with electrical tape. You know what I carry with me at every HVZ so far and I've never used and I still will is paracord. I usually yeah. have a roll of paracord on me at some uh, somewhere. Uh, if I don't have it on me, it's in my kit. But if you never use it, is it really a quality of life purchase? I tell you what. I was ready to ditch the hammer shot out of my loadout until I needed it. I was about to crack a joke when you said I bring it to every HVZ and I never use it. I was going to be like, what, your hammer shot? (laughs) But I know you actually use it. I do. My hammer shot is what kept me going for another probably 20 minutes at uh, Youngstown's Harry Potter event. See, I've, I I never draw my sidearms. I haven't yet. I've yet to draw a sidearm in an HVZ. I, I only use my sidearm. (laughs) Well, at that point, it's not a sidearm. Well, yeah, that's fair. All right, so I got got one. What piece of kit or gear or tool is next on your list? Ooh. I'll go first. I would like to get a pine sill. Uh, A pine sill is a portable soldering iron. It runs off USB-C, can run off a battery pack, and it's digital. It's about 25 bucks, and uh, apparently they're really good. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what's in my cart right now, and that is uh, heat set insert um, attachments for my Hacko. Yes. Overrated. But the piece of gear that I would... The thing for going to nerf events that i really want next is a car top carrier <laughs> like a toolie like a like or a, a yak like an s cargo i don't know what that is 
Luggage turd. Are, are, I'm assuming we're saying the same thing. Yeah, luggage turd. Yeah. Um, you know, and I upgraded from my Dart to a Jeep. Um, that was a significant um, storage upgrade, even though the vehicle doesn't look that much bigger. And I still have trouble getting everything in. So you fill that thing up to the roof. I do. Just coming to Z13, I do. <laughs> so well, you also are hauling like two humans with you. Yes. And like so, yeah, there are other things that are taking up room. Yeah, three bodies, sure three loadouts, we and the car. We have the exact same. Do we? Do we leave a kid? Conversation. <laughs> yeah, three bodies, three loadouts, and then enough uh, props to host an event. So yeah. Yeah, I I don't have anything like play wise that that i'm thinking of right off the top like nothing i can think of but i guess it's sort of involved in modding and maintenance um and that's a uh, uninterruptible power supply for my 3d printers because i've lost lots of prints over the year or two with uh power flickers and power outages and i I think that might be coming this holiday season but uh now that's just so uh, don't get me wrong, because I have my printer on one. And I started thinking about yeah. it after I tested it to see how long it lasted. What's the point of... So Cause... I live in a house. I live in a house that is built in 1929 in a dense neighborhood, you know, in a suburb of Detroit. So there are lots of things that can make the power flicker. You know, and, and okay. So I do get that too here. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever sat and looked at our lights in our house, but like they do certain lights in the house do flicker. Right. Um, and like, I had always thought about it as, well, hopefully you can either, you know, get up to it in time to pause the print, but if you pause it, then it's not going to crash detect when the power does come back on. So like for a Prusa, I, th- I would think you would almost rather it crash. Cause then when the power does come back on, it hopefully recovers. Uh, yeah. Well, my main printer is not a Prusa. My main printer is still the True. box lab. True. So like an Ender three V two clone. And while it does have print recovery and stuff, um, it, it just, I don't like it. It doesn't work well. And see, Prusas um, does. Prusas recovers very well. Yeah. I The the uh, Benchy that I printed when we tested that, it looks perfect. Yeah. So. Now, mine is just more of a, like, we, we will occasionally have very brief power outages of, like, a minute <coughs> and stuff. And it's enough to just kill a print for me. So having that backup going is okay. very nice. And I've also had it where the power outage has killed the print with the nozzle in a very awkward spot. And it has basically like melted into the print, hardened on the nozzle. Ooh, yeah. And then when it comes back on, it's it's clogged city. Yeah. So having being able to come down and actually stop a print in those situations, like stop it properly is huge. Yeah. And I like the fact, at least mine does, I don't know if the one you're looking at would, it should, because that's a pretty basic feature, is it starts beeping when it falls into backup power. So you know that you need to go check it out. Right. So yeah, that's that's the thing on my list. Did everybody go? I think so. Yeah. We didn't tell everybody what we're working on, if we're working on anything. Uh, that's true. Secret uh, Xanta gift. Yeah, Secret Xanta. Mine's done. I wow, I think I just need to I, assemble yeah. mine because I've got. I'm, I'm all actually, parts for it. I'm actually doing one more thing for mine. Like mine is in a state that I could call it done, and then I got like a idea, and I have something currently 
in the works that should I should be able to know tonight or tomorrow um, if it's a decent idea or not. Anybody want to drop any hints? Nope. No hints. No. Dang. No hints. The other thing I'm working on is not nerf related at all, but it's Christmas ornaments. Uh, I started three last year, started 3D printing these little photo tag ornaments. They look kind of like gift tags, but they have a like cutout slot that you slide pictures into like standard size, little um, wallet photos. Oh, neat. And so we have one for, I have like the, the, the year emblazoned on the top of it. And then I print off these little like doodads. Um, so like snowflakes and pine Christmas trees and snowmen that I, you know, designed and I have them with like little uh, divots on certain parts so that they can sit on the rim uh, of the photo. And like, I so saw, I'll go, I've, I've printed them a lot. I need to go through and like glue them in place. So you just figure out where you're putting them on the rim, glue them in place, and then slip your pictures in. And that's uh, easy gifts for family and stuff because you know, we can throw pictures of the kids in there. Neat. So I'm, I've got those stacked on the desk to do for family this year and for, uh, my sister, who now has her own house and will be having her for her own Christmas tree for the first time. So we're giving her a whole set of the ornaments. So yeah, that's my project. Who else? I mean, I would be working on a project if my prints fit. <laughs> Rip. Just insert general fly core crap. I am working on some just fun stuff that's not 100% fly core related for the side, though. That may may be Secret Santa related. Well, you're also working on something for Z13, aren't you? I mean, Raffle Blaster. No, the the cases. Oh yeah, the cases too. Yeah, you're for literally working game. on it right now, aren't you? It's printing. Yeah, it's printing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a V3. Um, no, I posted it in the other chat, but it's like a super minimalist version of the timer cover. Um, but at least on draft settings, it'll print in about 50 minutes. So a lot better than a few hours. Oh yeah. So it'll be easy to run those, like a lot of those off and then just have extras. For, for any listener who's confused, if you heard a few episodes back, we talked about the pingers game. I believe that, uh, they played in the UK and we ported it over to Z13 for our infection in the survivor colony game. Uh, and we decided that we needed holders for the kitchen timers so you couldn't accidentally hit buttons or see the screen because I know I hit the buttons like eight times on accident and probably messed up the settings and probably should have pinged and didn't. Um, so Adam's making these cool little nifty covers so that we can play that game more often and it's be easier to, to do and set up. Yeah, it seemed, yeah, like, seemed, like, it seemed like it was a very popular uh, variant. So I'm, I'm, I loved it. I, I think we're going to do it at least once in December. Cause, you know, because we have a short amount of time to play because of um, the raffle. So I'm actually thinking that maybe we'll do one round of Zombie Deathmatch and then do one round of this. And then we've got a revamped uh, demolition game um, that should be should be good. I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good mix. So the only and- thing I got I to gotta figure out how I'm going to do is... I want to have, uh, so for anybody who, um, follows node, they will use those, um, those flashing like emergency lights for their, their points. Um, so we're going to do that. Um, I, I want to figure out cause they always just have an envelope at their starting area with the color order. I want to figure out a way 
to have them like the color order in a like a small deck of cards and just randomly pick the order right before the game starts. So I got to figure out how I'm going to do that. If I'm going to just going to take some playing cards and then put uh, red, yellow, and blue fluorescent tape on it, or if I want to do something more fancy, I don't know. But we'll see. Does anybody have any um, nerfy news they want to talk about? Do we? Do I? Okay, I'll go first. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, this most recent development. So, uh, MHP Heath Heal got uh, and Shellington. So got a blaster injection molded um, by a small company who's uh, friendly within the community. Um, and so the Renfield um, bolt action uh, is coming in December, from what I understand, and is going to be the, I think, one of the first like legal injection molded uh, from printed blaster conversions in the hobby. Um, so I think that's a really cool step versus like uh, waiting for your blaster to show up on like Taobao or something without <laughs> getting any royalties or anything like that. Um, so I thought that was cool and kind of a step forward in the hobby. Hopefully it becomes more commonplace. Definitely. that That's cool. That and... Um, I think we are going to have two brushless blasters, two different brushless blasters from two different makers drop here in the next couple of months. So that's um, really exciting to see how those pan out. Trying to th- oh, okay. I was trying to think of who the second one is. Yeah, Eli's uh, Momentum and Gavin's SBF Bamp but Flywheel. I love that naming convention. It's it's yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. All right. Well. I guess that takes us to the uh, the last segment we want to do today. Um, Adam, do you want to take this? I know you've been uh, yeah you've been talking with them more. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so it's you know it's it's with a heavy heart that um, uh, John Avatar at uh, RIT Sir Rochester uh, HVZ informed us that um, Vikinger, so Liam Mattingly passed away uh this past weekend so uh this past weekend was the 12th and 13th um so he told me that um he had passed away and it was unexpected um and you know he was the captain of rochester radioactive he was a president of rithvz uh he designed some great blaster parts uh, and he was really really a wonderful uh person uh, we met him. We interviewed with uh, both John and Liam at End War uh, Foam Con, and you know he's always been a positive influence within the hobby. And uh, I've had nothing but positive interactions with him, uh, and he was great to talk to. Um, and he's going to be he's going to be dearly missed. Um, one of his last big things is he was the intern at Game Face. Uh, when and helped develop the Tryon with the Game Face team, right? So that's a new kind of like Nexus Pro type blaster, but uh, I think in a lot of accounts better. Um, so he was heavily involved in that, um, which was really, really cool and exciting. Um, but, you know, he's going to be dearly, dearly missed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it sucks to have to talk about that at the end. Um, but, you know, we're going to miss him and our, our condolences go to his family and uh, Rochester and um, Rochester Radioactive and the RIT HVZ Club. Yeah, it's um, 
it took us all by surprise when we found out. Um, we, uh, we, I'm at a loss for words. So, yeah, I I was literally that day working on something using one of his parts when I found out. Like that, it hit, hit kind of hard with that little like, oh, oh no, and it was a part like we had actually developed like together back last year uh, for a spamf, and it 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 took me back and so i've been kind of going through the waves a little bit of it because i didn't know him too well but like he was someone i did know in the hobby and that always kind of hits you harder when it's like you can put a face with the name so um yeah our hearts are definitely heavy right now yeah our, our condolences go out to the the rit team and uh you know uh rochester radioactive um because I can only imagine what they are going through right now. Yeah, there was. I, I do want to kind of end on like a, a a bittersweet note with that too. Um, I'm in the RIT server, and there's been a lot of messages of remembrance for him. And someone put it so succinctly and perfectly that there are very few people that everybody likes, and Liam was one of those people. So if we could just, uh, I think, do a moment of silence in remembrance of Liam. All right. Well, thank you for uh, joining us in this, uh, what turned out to be a, a bit of a somber end to an episode. Um, but uh, we hope you enjoyed the rest of the episode as well. Um, we will be back shortly. Um, we have, let's see, what do we have lined up? We've got, what was the next episode? Uh, five Worst Five. Oh, yes. Uh, we've got our five best, five worst uh, blasters of 2022 uh, coming soon. Um, might have, uh, some return guests, uh, from some big names in the hobby. Um, I'm sure we will recap, uh, the December Z13. Um, so plenty of, plenty more to come. And, uh, we, oh, and the Secret Xanta, uh, yes. episode. So, um, getting very excited for that. Yes. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, we enjoyed that very much last year. So. So stay tuned, and we will catch you guys on the next one. My name is Liam Mattingly. Um, on the internet, I go by Vikinger, and I'm the president of the RIT HVZ Club.